following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. So great to be right along with you this afternoon, hour number three. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it always is. We'll be joining you on the afternoon drive here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. Like I said, you can find him on Twitter at the Brett Hayes. H-A-Z-E. You can find me on Twitter, Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. And of course, you can tweet at us as well at the Huge Show. It's always great to be here filling in for uh, for Bill. I'll be here today and tomorrow uh, with you. So excited about that. You can join us anytime on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. Text the keyword HUGE to 21000. That's HUGE to 21000. And uh, Brett, man, it's a... It's a Monday. It's a money line Monday. Yeah, it is. Ah, a little money line Monday from DraftKings. <laughs> I love that. What are we? Uh, what are you? Well, not what are we? I can't because I am in- ineligible for those kinds of things uh, with my uh, with my employment duties with the uh, different teams that I am employed by. But you, all of you folks, can absolutely uh, hop in and maybe uh, maybe the Tigers can shock the world tonight against the Texas Rangers. They've taken one out of three before. Now they got a four game series uh, coming up against the uh, against Texas, which is a very very very, very good team uh, this year. So there is some NHL news outside of the NHL draft, and that is that uh, the NHL has uh, you know drafts coming up on Wednesday, and they're making some headlines right now because they have decided to do away with the specialty pregame warm-up jerseys. So these jerseys are gone. Uh, the NHL is going to ban. Uh, they got this ban on players wearing specialty jerseys during warm-ups. And it has upset some folks. Uh, there is a uh, person by the name of Mio Lindsay said, in short, it hurts. This is a, an artist who has collaborated with several teams, including the Vegas Golden Knights and the L.A. Kings, on their pride jerseys. 
Uh, it, all, it doesn't only affect the LGBTQ plus community, but it also affects other marginalized communities. As the warm-up jersey is the primary part of the community outreach and charity within the NHL, it's also been a space for artists to express themselves, be able to create unique work under the NHL. And now that uh, venue has been taken away. The NHL announced on Thursday teams will no longer wear specialty jerseys during pregame warm-ups. Several players were scrutinized for refusing to wear the Pride Night sweater last season. And the commish, Gary Bettman, stated that specialty nights are going to continue to be held and the teams can still create jerseys to be auctioned off. They're just not going to, you know, wear them on the ice. Now, the specialty jersey ban includes jerseys that teams have worn for Black History Month, Women's History Month, Military Appreciation, Hockey Fights Cancer, um, San Jose has a Hispanic Heritage Night. You could, they can still produce those jerseys for you to buy. The players just aren't going to wear them because what it did is it created a point of contention. And here in this country, you have the ability, supposed to at least, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All within the law, right? We're all law, law-abiding citizens, right? Don't break the law. All the Ten Commandments, usually a pretty good idea, but your, your religion probably has a different book that has basically the same rules in it, and that's fine. But here, you could be whatever you want. That's what makes America great. You can get on Twitter, and you can bash either president, the one sitting here or the one that was before him, and not have to worry about being arrested, which not a lot of other countries have those kinds of freedoms, folks. Right? And although it's not a utopia here, we definitely have our issues you have the right to disagree or to not want to do something. You know, you're not going to see anybody. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, so I'll, I'll just come out and say, you're not going to have Catholic Jersey night and have a bunch of guys running around with a, with a cross on their, on their Jersey. It's just not going to happen. You know, you're not going to have, you know, things like that. And maybe they'll do a specialty Jersey for it. But what I'm saying is this, if I'm Catholic, but you're Jewish, why and and you don't want to wear the you don't have to wear the like I'm not going to argue with you about that. And so every time an NHL player decided that they weren't down with the you know the Pride Night sweaters, that's fine. Like in my world, that's fine. You don't have to. I can't force you to do something like that. And we're in this space now where every time this is up for discussion or any time somebody says, you know what, no, I'm not cool with that. You do whatever you want, but I don't have to. They get canceled. They get fired on by some think piece in the USA Today. They get criticized, this, that, and the third, about how they're not an ally, and they're not this, and they're not that. Well, they they don't have to be. They can be whatever they want to be. You know, it's like, look, if you are, let's say, a Russian-born player, and it's military appreciation night, and you play in the NHL, I know I'm going to get some pushback for this. I, me, Anthony Bellino, I'm okay if you don't want to wear a camo American military-inspired jersey if you're a Russian. Even considering the geopolitical space that we're in, I'm okay with that because you have the right to say no. That's why you're here. That's why people die trying to get here, to come into this country. Like, that's why you have the right to say, I don't want to do this. And on the other side of the spectrum, you may be fleeing your country because wherever you may live may have laws on who and who you can and cannot have a relationship with. And you can come here. 
and openly have that relationship. It's not that bad. I don't care what you do in your spare time. I personally don't need it force-fed at me all the time from every angle. That's just me personally. But I'm not going to throw things at the TV because of it. Right? It just is what it is. So in, in the, from the military perspective of it, yeah, if, if a Russian-born player doesn't want to wear an American thing, like why would we force them to do that? So that they don't wear it because they're not comfortable with it because, hey, guess what? My family's still in Russia, and we know they play by a different set of rules over there. That's probably not a good look for me. I understand. I get it. Don't wear it. Why does it, like, what's the big deal? And, and look, I, you know, when it comes to, you know, Huge does a lot of outreach, a lot of outreach with the military. My dad's a Marine. Like, I get it, man. I'm all for it. Eagle Globe and Anchor, Sapper 5. You know, it's red and gold. But, hey, look, if you're not okay with it, it makes you uncomfortable because you're not from here, but your family's over there, and they don't like us. I understand. And I'll get – you got to pass for me, man. You got to pass for me. So hey, this stuff was – I mean, it was going all – like every player that didn't want to wear it was getting fried on the Internet. And it's like, there's no need to do that. That's what. That's why we're here. That's why we're all here. So I, I see the article come out, and they have the uh, uh, hockey is for everyone night this season, and that's that's totally fine. Several players, some were Russian-born, who cited religious beliefs, Kremlin law, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel like. You just don't want to wear it. Don't wear it. You're, that's not your team's jersey, and you're only wearing it for warm-ups anyway, so just come on your, team, your team's uniform. So the NHL's got to go blanket here because they don't want to get fried, and they're like, look, all the theme jerseys, they're all out. Teams can still produce them. Your charity can still get money. We just are not going to have that skating around on the ice pregame. And you got to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that. They they have the right to do that and operate their business how they so please, whether you agree with it or not. And you don't have to agree. It's not against the law to disagree. We used to be able to do that. Now, not so much. So I, I to me, I, I'm not mad at Gary Bettman. Like, you got a bunch of players getting grilled in the locker room after. Why didn't you do this? Why are you doing this? My religious beliefs. Oh, yeah? Well, what about, like, so what? That's fine by me. Don't wear it. Why are you so worked up about it? You know? If you look at the overwhelming number of NHL players, they're very supportive of that community, and we had some players that didn't want to wear the jerseys, whether it was for political or religious uh, reasons. That's what Marty Walsh told sports uh Sports that six fifty in Vancouver, like yeah, like that's that it is what it is. Eliminate the distraction, eliminate the boycott and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about it. This way, we're keeping the focus on the game and on these specialty nights. We'll, we're going to focus on the cause. And there you have it. it. You know, now you got somebody talking about. Well, I don't. I personally don't like the word distraction. Well, what do you want? It is a distraction. What do you got over there in the? Uh, on the old Mercantile Bank listener line for me, Brett. I've got Scott in Holland. Scott in Holland. Scott in Holland. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to the Huge Show, partner. How are you? Hey, what's going on, my friend? Hey. Oh, what's uh, up, man? Long time no talk. How are you, partner? What's going? What's going? Who is this? 
It's Anthony. Is this Anthony? Yeah. What do you mean, who is this? Come on. You, you don't recognize that voice, hey. Scott. I just talked to you 12 hours ago. You know, I, 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 I talked to, I, I talk to you in the morning, and I listen to you when I'm coming home. So, hey, listen. Um, the, the whole thing is, is, I mean, until we have a Black American night, and uh, I, I'm not Native American. I can't call them that. What is it? Uh, indigenous, indigenous night. And all the different, <laughs> they want, everybody wants inclusion. So if you can't have a night for everybody, why, why do we, why are we worried about having a night for anybody? It's just. It's, well, they already have those. They, they, they have the specialty jerseys for the women's history month, military appreciation, hockey fights, cancer, black history month. San Jose does a Hispanic heritage night. Like that's fine. Doesn't bother me. Whatever. Have your night. But if the players don't want to wear the uniforms and every time they say, no, I don't want to do it. They're getting grilled by the media. Scrap the uniforms. Have your night anyway. Sell your gear. Make a couple bucks. Donate to a charity and be done with it. I, I get it, but I, you know what I'm saying. It's just, I mean, let, I, I don't let everybody be who they want to be. That's your choice. You be who you want to be. But uh, you know, it, we don't have to. We don't have to have specialty nights for anybody, and then and then chastise people for you know if if they if they do or don't support it. You know. I'm with you, man. I, I, I am. Uh, I'm with you. Have your night. Do whatever you want. Raise your money and move on with your life. But we have to move on because Max Boltman's waiting on the other side. We got to talk a little Red Wings draft. He's on his way to Nashville right now. Scott and Hall appreciate the call, my friend. We'll be right back with more of the huge show after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Tigers are about to get their two best players back from the injured list, and a lot of the credit goes to a new approach the organization is taking when a player gets hurt. When Riley Green and Eduardo Rodriguez went on the injured list on consecutive days, the prognosis for both was a little grim. But another opinion revealed that Green's injury was a stress reaction, not a stress fracture. Much better diagnosis. Erod's pulley injury was kind of uncharted territory. Others have been out months with that injury. Well, the Tigers take the view, let the player start his rehab and then reevaluate on a regular basis. Let his progress determine the pace of his rehab. Both Green and Rodriguez are going to be back soon, weeks instead of months. And that's a really big deal for this Tigers team. Bill Simonson here with a message from my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's the new managing shareholder for Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together as one of America's top accounting and business firms. And speaking of business, if you're a business owner, decision maker, Bean Garter has retirement planning services in combination with Dorn Mayhew that can help take a lot of work off of your plate. Third-party administrator for 401k and 403b plans. 
They plan, document, design, and have maintenance of all plans. They can help you today. Go to beangarter.com for more information. Annual employer reporting, Form 589.55 preparation and filing, and compliance testing. So let Bean Garter help you with your retirement planning services for your company. Stronger Together now with Dorn Mayhew. You can find out more at beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at a place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. the huge show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. Join us now covering the Detroit Red Wings for The Athletic. Our good friend Max Boltman. Find him on Twitter at M underscore Boltman and Max must love me because he is already boots on the ground in Nashville getting ready for the NHL draft just about 48 hours away. Max, my friend, how are you? How's life? How are things, partner? I'm doing great, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Sorry if there's some background noise. Nashville is uh, is buzzing, as you would expect. I mean, I, I can't imagine that you would be doing this, but, it, you know, it seems like all the bachelorette parties, everybody goes to Nashville all the time, right? I mean, it's like Bachelorette City, USA. You know, they throw on a little Shania Twain, the like, let's go, girls. The bah, bah, da, da, da. Did you do that before you went to Nashville or no? Uh, no, but I've only been here four hours, so the trip is young. There's still time. There's still time. There you go. All right, Max, I want to talk first about the change that was made in Grand Rapids. They got my guy, Dan Watson, from the Toledo Walleye, the ECHL affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings. He finally gets his opportunity, gets hired uh, by Grand Rapids to be the next head coach uh, of the Griffins. Just, I, I couldn't be more excited for his opportunity and, and the task at hand for him. What would you say would, uh, would be the state of things in Grand Rapids and for this franchise at the minor league level? Yeah, I mean, certainly they've had some, some big prospects in the last couple of years, but I, I would say the most important objective is that team needs to start getting back to the playoffs, right? And I think that's a big part of the way the Red Wings want their developmental system to work is for their guys at the AHL and ECHL, level, ECHL levels to be playing really meaningful games late in the season. Toledo has accomplished that under Dan Watson. Grand Rapids the last couple of years hasn't been able to for a multiple of reasons. I, I think they go well beyond you know, the, the, the bench there. I think the roster has needed to be a lot better. I think especially the crease has needed more than, than it's had the last couple of years. But nonetheless, you know, all these things are going to work together, I think, 
Um, and, and that is the clear objective, number one. That team needs to be back in the playoffs. And I'm, I'm just, I mean, my fingers are, fingers are crossed that it, that it works out really well for Dan because he's just one of those, he's just one of those guys, man. He's just such a, it's such a nice guy and very happy for he, uh, and his entire family. Now we're getting ready for the draft. This is like prospect heaven right here. Max, is there anyone that the Red Wings could select if they stay at number nine that could come in and make an immediate impact right away? Or is that just like the top tier of the draft that is picks like one through four, maybe? Yeah, no, there's nobody at nine who, who you would expect to come in right away. You know, it's really, it's, it's really one, maybe two, you expect to, to do that in a class and maybe a couple sneak into the lineup at the end of the year, maybe after a season in college or, or in Europe or something. But um, no, whoever they pick it at nine, the, the expectation should be at least one more likely two years away from, from helping the NHL club. Do you think that with the, the current needs of the roster, what do you think is most important? Do you think it's like the skill, the scoring up front, you know, add another uh, forward that you could potentially you know, grow into somebody that, I mean, let's face it, we need some 30-goal scorers uh, on this team. Or, you know, are there, are there some defensive prospects here at the top of the draft that might be too good to pass up on? It's both. I mean, when, when you're talking about the draft for the NHL, it, it's so different from the NFL because, because of what we just talked about. They're not going to step in right away. You don't know what your roster is going to look like necessarily by the time that they're ready. So it, it, they're, they have it, certainly they could use another scorer in the system, some high-end skill. I think they need a right-shot defenseman. They need both of those things. But um, it, it's not so much dictated by, by what they have now. It's just what's in the pipeline. And, I, you know, I think both of those are, are very pressing needs. So which one do you lean more towards then? I mean, if, if you need both and you're trying to figure this out, because you do have another first-rounder in the top 20 there at pick 17, which way do yeah. you lean with that early pick? Whoever the best player that they feel. I mean, it's the cliche, but you know, there's a guy, Tom Willander, for example, who I think should be there at nine. And if they were to pick him, they'd be getting a, a mobile defenseman with some size, good in transition, good at defending transition. I think he would be worthwhile of the pick at nine. But... There's also going to be some centers and some scorers at nine who I think have every bit an argument as the, the best player available, and that's probably um, where I would go as a forward at nine, but I, I don't think you'd go wrong if you pick the D as long as you, know, you feel that he's of, of that caliber. So when we talk about the draft and how much different it is, more comparable to like MLB's draft, right? You draft a guy, he plays somewhere yeah. else, and it takes some time to get him up through the system to get him at the big league level, if you will. This is interesting because the draft and free agency kind of going hand in hand. See, the, 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 the fire department already knows that things are heating up in Detroit because it's draft season. They're already en route to come get me because I'm too hot right now. But which way do we which way do we go in free agency? The rumors about Alex Dabrinkit, am I, am I getting too excited? excited about that or should it be like hey no we need to be we should be excited about that because that guy could come in and change you know some things immediately well let's see if it happens first but if, if it were to happen i think it would be something that's very worth getting excited about there's just not that many players in the nhl who can score 40 goals for you alex brink has done that twice now that would not be a free agent signing right that's a trade situation you would have to give something up and it might be something significant so that always affects you know the way you view something like that but um, I think certainly that would be something to be excited about. The Red Wings don't have anybody who can put the puck in the net quite the way Alex Dabrinka can. Yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, I, I, he could have a salary that's going to be, you know, around $8 million and maybe maybe a little bit more. Would he be the guy from a trade target perspective? You know, guys that they're looking at that, you know, there might be some movement. Would he be like at the top of your list for this team? 
Actually, yes, I, I published that list uh, this morning. So he, he was at number one. Him and Travis Konechny were one and two on that list. But, I, yeah, I think to bring it because he, he's just such a rare level scorer, um, that's exactly what they're missing, and, and he would be my number one target if I were them. And if you want to read more, ranking the uh, top Red Wings trade and free agent targets via the Athletics, swipe up and subscribe and do all of that good stuff and find Max's work there. Hey, it's old school uh, sports journalism the way that uh, you know and you love it. Okay, so as this team is trying to prepare for the draft and trying to handle trades and trying to handle free agency, it seems like the craziest time of year in the NHL calendar because everything's kind of happening at once and then the same thing's happening over on the NBA side of things, right? Draft, free agency, boom, summer league. Everything always happens like in the blink of an eye and it feels like it's all happening within one week. So when we try to prioritize uh, from a fan's perspective, you know, I want to be excited about the draft and I know that we can't get any luck with a ping pong ball to save our lives here in the city of Detroit and that's fine, whatever. I'm sure whoever we select at nine, we'll, we'll wait and see what kind of happens there. But when we look at trade targets and free agent targets for this team, you know, we talked about kind of what the needs might be for the draft. I mean, the needs are the needs. So if you can go address that via trade or free agency, who might be on this Red Wings roster today that you could see as a pivotal piece in dealing to get a bigger return? I think more likely in that situation, you're talking about futures, but I think, you know, especially when you talk about someone like Debrinket, you know, Ottawa could use now talent in return. They're in the same spot the Red Wings are. They're trying to make a push. So would it shock me to see someone like Jonathan Bergeron or maybe even Philip Zadina involved in something like that? That wouldn't shock me. But I think in general, when you're talking about what teams who are moving proven scores are looking for, it tends to be more futures. And, and obviously the Red Wings are deep in futures. We love that. Got to stack the war chest, as they say. What does the what does the draft day like? What will that look like for you from your perspective? Like, what's your schedule like on that day? Uh, nothing crazy. It's 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 a little bit just react, right? Like last year, I don't, I don't remember which day. Whether it was the first, or the second, I think it was the second day they traded for Billy Huso. So you just kind of got to be aware that anything like that can happen. But you know, in general, you're just kind of trying to talk to people as much as you can through the day and. And then make the clock tick faster to, to get to the draft floor. And then when you do get to the draft floor, I mean, it's just got to be like, like the work that goes into it so that you know who all of these different prospects are. Because I feel like it's a lot like baseball. There's a million guys. It's a global game. There's a lot of rounds. Like it, it, it feels like it would be so hard to be able to get that intel that you need. Yeah, and, and you know, there's, there's a lot of you know, video associated with that, but mostly it's just me bugging my coworkers, Corey Promen and Scott Wheeler, as much as possible to, to make sure I know what's what about this class. See, that's great. You got to be able to lean on, lean on those, uh, lean on those coworkers. If, uh, if there was a, a dream scenario, right? It, do you think that there's any way, you know, Steve might be able to package nine and 17 together to move up? Is there, you know, do you think anybody would even bite on that? Or do you think that they'll move around at all with these two picks? Well, you can't, you can't really move up from nine usually. Typically, I think it's been 15 years since the last time there was a team that was willing to trade down within the top ten. So uh, I would have a really hard time seeing that. Um, maybe you could move up from 17, though. Maybe, I look at like Pittsburgh as a team at 14. They, they've traded away a lot of pick capital the last couple of years. If there's somebody that the Red Wings like and maybe considered at nine and they don't think he's going to make it all the way to them at, at 17, maybe that's a spot you could try to jump up. But um, typically, the, the higher you go in the draft, the less and less likely it gets. I could see it at 17. I'd be really shocked to see it at 9. Okay, all right. So Stevie Y might be able to, uh, might be able to deal. Is he as... 
what's the right word I want to use here? Because every time Steve Eiserman like picks up a phone, Detroit fans immediately think that like we're fleecing somebody, right? Like, oh, we're getting the best of this yeah. deal. You know what I mean? Is that kind of the way that everybody else around the league feels about Steve Eiserman when the phone rings? Are they like looking over their shoulder, like just wondering, like, what is he really? What's he really up to? Or is that just more of like fan sensationalism because it is the captain, he is our GM. It's a dream scenario. We're all dying that this thing works out and, and works in a way that you know can make the hero kind of return home and rebuild and take the the franchise to the next level yeah i think that's more fan driven to be honest i think uh you know the fans have, have kind of do have this grand idea about the, the quote-unquote eiser plan right and to some degree there's something to that right he, there is a long-term vision in place that has always been very clear you've never been able to question the red wings direction so far under him but uh, i do think fans like to like to take it a step further and add a little bit of personality to that with the the quote-unquote flea things, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's, part of that kind of comes with sort of the legend of it, right? But, uh, hey, that, that's kind of what makes the sport fun, and, and if fans aren't invested, n- none of us have jobs, right? So, Amen. Yeah, we need them all. Be as sensational and as fanatical and that's as right. irrational as you want. Send us all your trade proposals. We love that stuff. Are you kidding me? When you were watching the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, Detroit, obviously the the weekend in Ottawa, and then the wheels kind of fell off, and it just it, things just were not great, right? So they finished 35, 37, and 10 for 80 points. You know, they had a 12-point lead on Montreal that was an absolute mess. They're behind the standings in Ottawa, behind Buffalo, but then there's Florida, and Florida's kind of interesting because only 12 points better and it kind of felt like that could have been Detroit sneaking up there and you see the success that they had when you were watching the Stanley Cup playoffs Matt or do you Max do you believe that this is a a team that is at all close or was Florida they were just having a magical run and it is what it is they got a little lucky puck luck never hurt anybody especially in the playoffs or did you feel like there was just such a gap between what you were watching in the playoffs versus what you saw through for the wings in the regular season yeah, I think there's still a pretty clear gap between where the Red Wings are and what, what playoff hockey looks like. You know, people talk about Florida, and I, I realize they're the eighth seed. That team won the President's Trophy last season, right? And so they, they make a couple of subtractions. I get it. They trade Huberto and Uyghur, but that's for Matthew Kachuk, who, who's the MVP finalist and, and obviously showed in those playoffs exactly why they made that deal. So I, I get that people want to take some hope from, from an eighth seed making a run like that, but Florida is not, not your everyday eighth seed. You know, that that's probably one of the top eight to 10 teams in the league. Uh, and and I, I don't think anyone should be surprised they made a run. Max, um, your I, I know that you had already mentioned a little bit, you know, from this draft that like Tom, I think you said his name is Willander. Is that how you say it? The, the, the Sweden junior, if you know, I've seen a guy by the name of Gabriel Perot who's been, you know, he's been kind of mocked there to the to the wings at nine. You know, it, a couple of names for our listeners where they try to flip on the NHL draft and they're and they're interested. Who would be a couple of guys at that nine spot, regardless of position, you could see falling to the wings? Yeah, well, so I mentioned Tom Willander. I think you'd have to talk about probably Nate Danielson, uh, center from the Brandon Wheat Kings, who I think will go early. If Dalibor Dvorsky. Uh, a Slovak playing in Sweden were to get to them. I think that'd be a great outcome for them. Super skilled player, uh, has a little bit of, of that Iserman, uh, you know, hockey sense to him that, that I think you kind of look for. Um, so those would be a few names. And I mentioned Tom Melander earlier. That wouldn't surprise me. So uh, those would be a few. Um, Samuel Hans, like another guy to watch, although I think that's probably maybe more for the second first rounder than the first. But he's a guy who, who's talked about how great he felt his interview with the Red Wings went. So that one wouldn't surprise me. 
He is Max Bowman. You can find him on Twitter at M underscore Bowman. He's live right now in Nashville. He's working the streets. I hope you at least have, make a little bit of time for yourself, man, to have some fun. And can't thank you enough for being willing to take the time with us on a travel day to hang out and talk a little puck, my friend. Hey, my pleasure. I just walked past the building with the iHeart logo on it, so I'm going to walk in and tell him to give you a raise. <laughs> my man, I appreciate you, Max. All right, there take care. There he goes. And, uh, yeah, Nyart, download the app right now. Search for 96-1 The Game. You can put us in your pocket and take us with you wherever you may be. It, it is so interesting, this this NHL draft, because much like Major League Baseball, you know, like, like Max said, you get one or two that will come in and play right away uh, in the entire draft. And then everybody else, like maybe they're a late call-up. But outside of that, like it could be – you know, a situation where you don't see a guy for two or three years. And that makes it kind of fun, but it also kind of brings us back to reality about where this team is at and what they need to try to accomplish this offseason. And any time that you are able to add a player via free agency or via a trade, you're trying to acquire a guy that you already know. And what I mean by that is these aren't prospects. The same thing happens with the Detroit Tigers. Like, I'm not very, very much interested in the Tigers trading Eduardo Rodriguez for a team's 15th best prospect, according to Baseball America. Like, that, that to me isn't moving my needle. You know, they do those top 20 and top 30 lists. How many of those guys are actually ever going to make it to the major league level? And how many guys that might just pop it, pop up, have a cup of coffee, how many are going to last? You know, like I, I, like the proven player, there's something to be said there about a guy that's already playing at that level. That's why I think that some of these Alex DeBrinkett rumors that are floating around here, I mean, I can't help but get excited over what we're kind of hearing about that. Because, it, yeah, if he's a guy that has the opportunity, like he's done it before. Like, can you imagine adding a 40-goal scorer? Here's what Jeff Merrick said in the morning skate on Sirius XM NHL Network. Yeah, and by the way, um, you mentioned Detroit a second ago. Alex Dabrinkit, I, I, it sounds like that's the destination here if they can get that one done. Oh, okay, great. Alex Dabrinkit. So we'll just speaking about Steve Eisenman earlier. Okay, thanks a lot, Jeff. Talk right. to you next week. I mean, like, yeah, it, it, the report after report after report seems to be that that's going to be the guy. And it's like, hey, if they're able to add that 26 years old, you know, and, and going through Max Boltman's you know list here of trying to rank these guys and who might be some you know potential potential targets. Debrinkin was number one via trade. Konechny was number two from the Flyers via trade. William Nylander trade with the Maple Leafs. Schmaltz, Nick Schmaltz from uh, from Arizona via trade, and then you get a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, unrestricted free agent. Alex Killorn, unrestricted free agent. Like, those are number five and six on Max's list that, hey, you know, you get a little bit further down and run into like a Max Pacioretty at number nine or James Van Riemsdyk uh, at number 11, unrestricted. But, yeah, I mean, if, if it is a Vladimir Tarasenko, like a guy like that that could come in and, look, we know his production's going to dip a little bit. He went below 20 goals last season. He's 31 years old, could be a good fit. But, you know, there's, you know, Alex Killorn would fill that top six scoring need. That's important. But, you know, what are you going to do with 34 years old? So you're trying to take this team and add some you know, veteran leadership 
add some scoring, add some defense, right? Still trying to stay young with your prospects and make sure that your your stable is good. Right? They, as Max alluded to, like Grand Rapids, like they they want to get back to playing meaningful hockey at the end of the year. Like that is so very much important, you know, for this uh, for this club is that the prospect like the 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 cupboards are restocked and ready to go. So It'll be very interesting. I always love the draft. You know, when it when it comes down to the the later rounds, you're kind of like, well, you know, I don't recognize a single name, and I don't even know how to pronounce half these names. But you know, you watch, you follow along with it, see who they select, see what the uh, the scouts are saying, and then see how that kind of fits and pairs with what Detroit needs. We'll step aside. We'll be back to close things down here on the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network, and it is time to step into a world of nonstop action with DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up with the promo code HUGE, and you can start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. You can play online on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE, and you'll get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only at DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at one 800 Two seven zero seven one one seven. Twenty one and up, Michigan only, one per opted in customer. Minimum five dollar deposit, max match two thousand dollars. Deposit and bonus amount require fifteen times playthrough within thirty days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Welcome back here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. Just got a live photo, a live photo of Max Boltman on the phone with us earlier. In case you missed it, you can visit our free-to-download, free-to-use iHeartRadio app, 96.1 The Game. You can search The Huge Show. You can catch the podcast. He's battling the elements. Allegedly hopped over into a construction zone to hide behind a truck to talk to us to block out the wind. I mean, if that ain't a pro's pro, I don't know what is. I mean, he's already in Nashville. He's already battling all of the elements of bachelorettes. And I mean, my goodness, what a guy. And here he is. Hanging out with us, man. We'd love to, uh, absolutely love to see it. And big thanks to him for uh, for joining us because that's what uh, that's the good stuff right there. That's the stuff. You text your buddy and say, hey, man, by the way, any time to talk about this? Absolutely. So I'm excited. That hopefully they'll be able to take some free time there and, and hang out and see what Nashville has to offer. I've never been. Right? You ever been to Nashville? I have never, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, all I know is it's like the bachelorette capital of the world. Outside of that, I don't, I don't know. I actually talked to a friend last weekend. She's going down there in September for a bachelorette party. Yeah, see? Oh, my gosh. And, and then the post always says, Nashville ain't ready for this. It's like, it's yeah. so expensive. Th- Is it really? Uh, oh, yeah. Nashville? Yeah. Really? Well, if you go to the bars especially. Well, yeah. I mean, they're just they're popping you left and right. The, the tax in you. <laughs> That's what they're doing. All right, so we've had a uh, we've had an action-packed day. We talked Pistons with Keith Langlois. We talked Tigers and well, mostly Major League Baseball with Scott Miller on the uh, thirty thousand foot view of what's going on with MLB right now and why things are really uh, working out. And I know that the you know with Damian Lillard meeting with the Portland front office, this might have a play for Detroit to determine whether or not Jeremy Grant is going to be available. Now Jeremy Grant is a little bit older, right? A little bit older. He's been in the league since the 2014-2015 season. And career averages over the course of 618 games compared to Cam Johnson's 225 games. Right? Career averages. 12.3 points per game for Jeremy. 11.3 for Cam Johnson. Rebounds. 4 for Jeremy. 3.8 per game for Cam. Free throw percentage. Cam shoots it about 11 points higher for his career. 84 compared to 73. So it's a win there for him. Two-point percentage, Cam, 54% to Jeremy's 51%. Three-point percentage, Cam's 39% to 35.8% for Jeremy. And your overall field goal percentage, 44.7% for Cameron, 45.6% for Jeremy. So it is, uh, they shoot roughly, you know, Cam's average 8.8 shots per game. And Jeremy at 9.3. So they're both uh, they're both kind of right there. And when you look at it, heads up, Cam being a couple years younger. And Cam Johnson is a guy that I would be very, very interested in. Very interested in. I don't know. It, it, it sounds like Brooklyn would be willing to match whatever the offer is because this is who came over for the Kevin Durant trade. Why would you let him go? Especially let him go for free. That I cannot see happening. And he's good friends with Bridges. They play together. You know, maybe it doesn't work. If Damian Lillard has a meeting with Portland today and they discuss the future of, of him, and it's one of the most overly discussed things on in, in the NBA, it's like, Portland, are you trading Damian Lillard or not? Like, have a conversation with him and see. Because I think a guy like Damian Lillard in Miami makes too much sense. You just have to find a way to make the contracts and the money work, and then who do you send out in exchange? 
with a guy like Austin Reeves. Hillbilly Kobe is what they call him out there uh, in L.A. You know, there's a guy that could shoot it a little bit. That's what this team needs in Detroit. They've got good guard depth. They've got plenty of depth in the front court. When you think about James Wiseman and Jalen Duran, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, I kind of really like that mix of the four. You know, and this could all be outdated in the next, you know, I don't even know, 94 hours because, hey, it's going to happen. Trades are going to happen. I could see James Wiseman potentially being on the move. But I like, you know, when they drafted Marcus Sasser, that signaled to me, like, okay, you know, Alec Burks, maybe they keep as a veteran presence. Maybe Killian Hayes is on the block. The one area they have to address, which they somewhat did in the draft with Asar Thompson, is a guy is a 3 and D wing. You know, got to be able to defend, must be able to shoot it. His shooting was a little streaky in overtime elite. He had some good moments. He had some not-so-good moments, but you, know, you expect for him to be able to improve on that. And then you have him and Bogdanovich, and that's that's really it. I mean, we got to figure out what's going on with Isaiah Livers and, and can he stay healthy. But I really like the Pistons draft in the, in the direction that they're going and very much excited about what free agency might bring for this team, especially via trade as well. Brent Hayes, as always, my friend, I appreciate you. Great job today, as always. And to you, the listener, thank you for being a part of our day. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place here on the Michigan Sports Network.